Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world, with the most candid interviews. Like anything else, if you can analyze what caused your error correctly, then you're, you're home free. But if you just kind of, oh, well, I three-putted, well, why did you three-putt? There's a big difference between being 50 foot in the hole because you hit a terrible iron, or three-putting from 15 foot, which would really bother me because then it was a speed issue because you didn't roll it close enough to the hole. Taking you beyond the ropes. I'm not sure what was going on. Angel, you all right? Yeah, I didn't know you were going to expose me, but I was at Bevmo. Uh, I got a uh, Patron margarita mixer, and I got some kombucha. Now, I take it that's not all just for tonight. <laughs> Unforgettable stories. Actually, you know, Hogan didn't cut the ball. So when he got rid of the hook and the ball went straight, in Hogan's mind, that was a cut. Times I played with him when he'd say, I kind of fanned that one, I cut that one in there. It didn't cut in my mind, it would have went dead straight. A bridge to the past. Years and years from now, Mr. Palmer, what do you want the legacy of Arnold Palmer to be? Well, uh, I suppose just that I have made a contribution to the game to help make it a little better. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. Absolute delight to welcome you to the Fairways of Life show today. A very special show planned for you on this Thursday because, you know, to win on the PGA Tour just one time can change your life and to etch your name forevermore into golf's history. Now, we're talking about the 1% of the 1% of the 1%. So consider to win a major championship is something else entirely. Our next guest has won 12 times on the PGA Tour, a feat accomplished by very few and has not one but two major championships to his name. I doubt he knows this, but it is a fact that is the reason we'll be talking about Zach Johnson years from now, not just as a major champion, but as the legend that he is in the game of golf. Exactly, get this, 82 people who have ever played this great game have collected 12 or more wins and major championships of that stature. Of that group, only 47 have 12 or more PGA Tour wins to their name. And, you heard that correctly, 47. This man is one of only 47 people who have ever lived in this planet to have accomplished the feat. It is remarkable. The journey one takes to reach such heights is rarely simple, and it is never the same. Zach Johnson was born in Iowa, where... He grew up playing numerous sports. In fact, he didn't actually take up golf until the age of 10. He was number two on his high school golf team in Iowa. And again, at Drake University, where he steadily progressed and then led himself to turning professional after graduation. That was in 1998. He won on every tour that he played on, from the Prairie Golf Tour, the NGA Hooters Tour, the Corn Ferry Tour, which was then called the Nationwide Tour. And he continued this theme of consistent growth and development. In 2003, when he won twice in the Corn Ferry Tour, and to say that he's not looked back from them would be a massive understatement because clearly he has not. He has since played 425 PGA Tour events. He collected those 12 wins, 10 runner-ups, 10 third-place finishes amongst his astonishing 81 top 10s. 
if you're wondering, that's about a 20% rate top tens on the PGA Tour over 15 plus years. Two of his 12 wins, of course, were those major championships, 2007 Masters Tournament and the 2015 Open Championship at St. Andrews. Zach has played on four United States President's Cup teams in 2007, 2009, 2013, and 2015. Five United States Ryder Cup teams in 06, 10, 12, 14, and 16. He was inducted into the Iowa Golf Hall of Fame in 2016, and he has had the distinct honor of recently receiving this year's Payne Stewart Award. Uh, but all of those accolades, I'm sure, and I would imagine uh, Zach would, would say this himself, uh, pale by comparison to his greatest accomplishment as a dad, as a husband. And it is an absolute delight to welcome Zach Johnson to the Fairways of Life show today. Zach, how have you been? I'm good. That, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. When you were announced as the Payne Stewart Award recipient this year, I just want the audience to realize how from a player's perspective, from a tour's perspective, the weight of this award. Uh, folks, give, indulge me this, quoting, a player whose values align with the character, charity, and sportsmanship that Payne Stewart showed. This includes tradition for the game, commitment to uphold the game's heritage of charitable support, and professional and meticulous presentation of himself in the sport through his dress and through his conduct. You mm. were quite understandably emotional when you were informed of having won this award. Now that you've had a little time for it to settle in, how does it feel? What does it mean? Uh, wow. It, it, it is hard to write. Um, I can tell you a couple of things. Uh, I remember my first tour championship. Uh, I think about well, my rookie years, 2004. And I remember witnessing that event and it was Jay Haas as the recipient and one of my good friends now um and i remember i'm like man this this is i didn't i wasn't aware of it and and i'm like this is this is this is pretty darn good right here this is what golf's all about man this is this is i could tell right away this is what the pga tour was all about and certainly <laughs> kind of felt like professional life should be all about um so it dawned on me then i'm like this is something to aspire to you know not necessarily to be the recipient or win the award, but just to live and, you know, and, and just kind of go about your ways as a professional in that manner. So whew, when I got the Zoom call from the Stewart family and Jay Monahan, which I was distinctly tricked, um, <laughs> it blew me back. It blew me back. I was, I was, I was shocked. I was um, in awe and, you know, it put things in perspective pretty quick, Matt. Um, if anything, what it did for me is it took everything, <laughs> everything you just went through. That's probably the longest recite, uh, recital my resident may have ever heard, but it took everything I've ever done on the golf course. And then everything that the golf course has done for me off the golf course, meaning, you know, whether it's my relationship, um, certainly the charitable endeavors that my wife and I are a part of our foundation, um, and you know, our family and just anything and everything that I've ever done off the golf course and kind of brought them together and made them whole. And, and, and that's, I mean, that may sound cheesy and corny, but it, I mean, it, it was, it was recognition, I think, 
And, and what I've witnessed from my, the other recipients, the other guys that have, are a part of that fraternity as the Payne Stewart Award winners, um, it, it just, it, you can tell that it, it really is why we should play the game. It's really why we hit a ball, chase it, and hit it, and, and hit it again um, for the betterment of just not ourselves. It, it's, it's really why I can say, you know, um, it, it's a true honor to play professional golf. It's, that's not, cause that's not a normal thing. I mean, I, I, I get it. It's, it's, I don't take that for granted. I mean, I, I don't have a real job uh, and I'm able to work right now in a crazy time. So it, it just really kind of took all that and molded it into, uh, into a whole complete uh, pain steward work. That's kind of how I look at it. That fraternity of champions that you joined that now bear forevermore the title of being a recipient of the Payne Stewart Award that's presented by the Southern Company uh, is distinguished, Zach, and I can't think of a player that better represents all those virtues that you just outlined as being necessary, uh, as being a responsibility for, and it's, and it's incredibly refreshing to hear your, your sense of gratitude. Uh, that you carry with it and a sense of amazement with it as well. Uh, it isn't so amazing from the outside looking at it. it you're you're the, the perfect recipient for the well, same. Thank you. I did want to follow up on something else you mentioned that you and your wife, Kim, and the foundation, uh, did you from the beginning of your playing days realize that when you could do something special with a club and a golf ball, that it could translate into doing things that touch lives and changes lives. Does that still amaze you too, with your ability to give back through this game? It, 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 it's legitimately outside of having my own children. It's, it's probably been one of the most humbling things I've ever been associated with. Um, you know, I, I've been, this award also made it very apparent again, uh, it, there's been times throughout my career where it's become extremely evident. Uh, that I am a product of really good people. I mean, I, you know, I, I know I have a little bit of God-given ability to play this game. I have a little bit of that innate ability to just compete. I, I, I gather that. I don't know why, but that's just those are kind of questions I want to ask when I when I leave this place. But um, so I've been given a, I've been given gifts, but along the way, I was so fortunate to be surrounded by really great people. Certainly my parents, that goes without saying. I mean, the way they raised me and my, my, my siblings and then obviously um, what they gave me throughout my life uh, and, and into adulthood. And then, you know, after that, I mean, I, you know, I, turned, I played amateur golf in Iowa. I was at a great school at Drake with great teammates and then coaches. Obviously the, the guy that started me in the game back in my home course at Elmcrest, Larry Gladson, still there. I mean. The individuals that started me on my way in professional golf, they bought shares in me, stock in me to let me go play so I wouldn't have to worry about the finances because I had no money and I would just had a dream. Um, and then now all the coaches and individuals that I'm around, you know, now on a day-to-day -day basis that I trust, that, I, that, that encourage me, that challenge me, that frustrate me, that push me, that stretch me, um, so fortunate. Uh, all the many, you know, companies that have come alongside and, and not only give freedom to me to play golf, but then also show me and model what it's like to be a good steward of, of what of the resources they have, whether you're talking about um, RSM and their tournament, everything they've done for the golf community, 
Transamerica, PXG, I mean, Titleist, the list goes on and on and on and on. John Deere, I mean, these individuals model what it's like to be a good person, but then also how to give. And I'm not just talking money, just how to give of their, give them themselves. So I've had great models. I've had great people along the way. Did I ever think it'd get to this point? No. You're, you're, I'd be lying to you fully. Um, but this is the community, Cedar Rapids in particular, that started me, that bred me, that fed me, that, you know, like I said, started me in the game, encouraged me to go pursue my It seems only natural to go back and, and try to help the community that gave me so much. And, you know, our program's vast, very intensive, very collaborative and, and um, ever growing, but it's also one of the coolest things we can do. Uh, and I'm not there in person, which at times can be frustrating, but man, I've got great people back there that our board, our staff of kids on course, what they do on a day-to-day -day basis, um, you know, I really can't put it into words. We're, we're trying to just give kids the opportunities that I had as a kid uh, in and out of the classroom. So, man, it's, it's, uh, it, it is, it is a fully now a dream realized that um, we can go back and, 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 you know, kind of be the catalyst for kids' dreams to grow and grow big. This pursuit of dreams, Zach Johnson, whether we're talking about it with children or frankly, whether we're talking about someone that's watching us or listening to us someplace around the world that is pursuing something that is within their heart. Uh, is it about tenacity? I know you mentioned a God-given talent, which obviously you had that in, in spades as well, but is it about tenacity? Is it about self-belief? Is it maybe even about having a chip on your shoulder that you're as good as anybody else in order to break through and succeed in a very competitive market? Yeah, you know, I, I think so. I mean, you know, I think, I mean, I, at my age now, I can kind of reminisce and, you know, maybe there is a morsel of wisdom in there that I've gathered. But, um, you know, I, I think this is uh, the beauty, certainly, of this country, but then also uh, of life is, you know, really what tugs at you, what, what, what makes, what motivates you, what pushes you to, to be great. And, for me, it's always been competition. I mean, that's that's always, as a kid, that was my upbringing. At school, it was, it truly was, you know, going to practice regardless of sport and trying to get better. So there's a risk there. You know, for me, I, chasing the dream of playing professional golf at a high level, out of Drake University, out of the state of Iowa. I mean, I'm also a realist. I, I know what the odds say. I know it's not practical. I know it's not. The stats aren't in my favor. Um, but I knew I had something and what I didn't want to live with was regret. Say, you know, three to five years after college, Hey, you know, man, maybe I should have done it. You know, I mean, I was, I was progressing every year, you know, getting a little bit better, you know, there's some valleys, but there was also progression. And I just didn't want to look back and say, you know what, man, I wish I would have tried and I never did. Um, so I, you know, I gave, I gave myself at the time, three to four years. Um, and again, I had, I had people help me achieve that, uh, pursue that in a very, I guess, free way, because it's, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a cheap endeavor. Um, you know, I wasn't an all American. I didn't have sponsorships and signing deals right out of college. That was very evident. Um, so it, it wasn't, I'm probably, I probably am more the normal story. I mean, maybe not to this degree, but 
there's only so many phenoms out of, out of college, and, and I was not one of them. Um, I had to work my way. I had to go through, you know, the trial and error of any tour of golf. And I think, you know, if I look back on it, that is probably the Norway, but I, I, I love it. I think that's what's great about our game is you get what you earn, man. You know, the proof is in the dirt, so to speak. I mean, what you sign for is what you sign for. It doesn't matter what level you're at. Um, I started winning at each and every level and eventually got to the PGA Tour and, and got better and better and better. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think having something internally, the intangibles, can in some ways set you apart. I mean, I remember, you know, I mean, I'm sure you do too, Matt. I mean, you, you think about, in my estimation, certainly in the modern day, I mean, you're talking about Tiger Woods. Man, he has, he has all the physical tools. He has all the physical tools. Um, but he had the innate ability of getting that ball in the hole when it mattered. That's not normal. And, and, and yeah, you got to somehow have an edge, set yourself apart. Uh, um, you know, I, I probably have a small part of that. I don't know what it is, but um, I'm still motivated to get better. I mean, I, I was on another <laughs> uh, phone call not too long ago, and, and this may sound corny and cheesy, but I still feel like at 44 that my best golf's in front of me. I really do. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, because I know the resources I have, I just, I got to keep working on my body because my body's sometimes every, well, nearly every morning says it's not, but uh, I still feel, I still feel like I can compete and win at a high level. So that's my motivation. I hope that never leaves. And when it does, then maybe I need to reconsider what I'm trying to do as a professional. But, um, uh, yeah, I love the ability to go out and compete. Obviously, you've been doing it very well, too. A top 10 tied for eighth at the U.S. Open uh, recently at well at a very difficult golf course. Your competitive nature has also represented the United States multiple times. And as I mentioned in that intro, uh, the Ryder Cup in the President's Cup. How important has it been to you in your professional life and your personal life, Zach, that you were able to dress in and represent the Stars and Stripes? You uh, you actually said it right there. It it's probably it it is it is the best thing I've ever been associated with as a professional in competition, uh, specifically the Ryder Cup. But I mean the Presidents Cup as well. I mean it's hard for me to take. I just say the cups because they're both so special. Um, I, the fact that I'm representing my country certainly is. Number one, that's paramount. Uh, number two is that I'm a, I'm a part of a team environment. I'm a part of uh, a group of guys that band together and, you know, ideally throw egos aside and agendas aside and go out as, with a common a common mission. Um, I love all that. I love leader. I love following directions. I love knowing that I've got a guy that, uh, you know, is there to help put me in the best posture so that I can go out and compete. Um, at the highest of levels in, in a very, very unique event. So, and then you combine that with your wife. I mean, geez, Louise, she's my partner. She's my best friend and my fan and biggest fan. So, you know, it's a big week for the wives too. So it, it's, it's, they're just special, special weeks uh, where you can kind of take what you do on a normal day-to-day basis, add a couple steroid boosts to it and, and go out there and compete. It's, it's, it's just so special. I mean, it, this year stinks, but, you know, it'll probably only motivate us more next year uh, at Whistling Straits. So um, I love those cups. 
couple interesting observations uh, based on what you just said. For those of you listening to us on the radio side, Zach Johnson is our guest. Uh, recently, I, w- I was talking to our friend Davis Love III about the same, and he phrased it as Team USA. It's all-encompassing, as he told me, Team USA, whether we're talking President's Cup or Ryder Cup, the effort is collective. And, and I think there's a, there's a subtlety to those team events that actually doesn't get played up enough because it's sometimes lost in the current of stories that center around the heated competition. And that is the manner in which, the dignity in which both sides represent their respective teams, their respective countries, and their respective continents. And I think that's a credit to all of you that are out there doing what you're doing for the growth and strength of the game. Now, having said that, Zach Johnson, uh, double-digit wins in the PGA Tour, multiple-time major champion, multiple appearances for Team USA, if I may, on, on both of those respective teams. Uh, you've been there in a player's role. You've been there in a support role. I mean, everything in terms of the path seems clear for you. Are you excited about the prospect, the possibility of one day leading Team USA? Uh, y- yes. Yes, I am. Um, but that being said, I, and this is going to sound maybe too PC. I'm sorry, Matt, but I, I really live in the now. I mean, that, that sounds, I'm, I'm so about today. Uh, however, I do have a lens for the future. And if, if that honor comes my way to represent uh, or lead, I guess, Team USA to any capacity, um, I'll jump at that opportunity. Uh, now, I say that. I remember Padre Harrington in his press conference when he was announced. And I, so granted, that was quite a while ago. Uh, but, I, you know, he said something fairly profound. And, and if, if, if that opportunity comes on my plate, I think it's only fair. I think it's only right. And I think it's responsible to say, okay, <laughs> I clearly want this. I mean, I do. I, I mean, I would love to lead. Our, our nation's golf team, but am I the right person right now? Or is there, is, 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 is this right for me and my family and my kids and where we're at in the season of life? Is this, is this right right now? Is this, how does it all shake up? I hope, I hope it becomes a very obvious answer uh, because I would take that honor and, and certainly relish it. Um, you know, I, I actually sit on the Ryder Cup committee with the PGA of America with Tiger and Jim. So there's, there's you know, there's some emails involved there and certainly uh, discussions throughout the year. So uh, I kind of know what the process is like. However, we're so about Wisconsin right now. And actually, frankly, that's where my focus has been as Captain Stricker uh, gave me the privilege to be one of his assistants or vice captains, I guess. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, if it happens, great. Um, shoot, I want to play him more. I mean, I, I know you know that. I mean, I'm a competitor first. Uh, I, I have had the fortunate, uh, you know, honor of, of, of being a vice captain in France and in Australia with Captain Furyk and Woods. And I loved it. I love to serve, excuse me. But, man, I, it gives you the itch to compete, too. I mean, they're so good. Uh and just, you know, seeing, seeing my peers hit the shots they, they hit and, and certainly rally down in Australia made it even that much more motivating to play. Um, but I, I hope at some point I have that opportunity. If I don't, that's okay, too, because that means there's somebody better suited to lead our team. That's awesome. 
Uh, Zach, before we wrap up today, I know you mentioned your sponsors briefly, but I want to go a little deeper into that mm -hmm. just to make sure that we spread some love for all the people that help you do what you do. But be before I, I jump to that question, I want to ask you about two things. Obviously, your major championships. In 2007 at that Masters, and I think it may have uh, some pertinence to this year uh, when the Masters is in November, you may get some cool weather there. That year in 2007, your recollections about the winds that, as I recall, were gusting over 30 miles an hour, and particularly that final round, which if I'm not mistaken, did the temperatures even get out of the 50s that day? No, I, my, my recollection, uh, well, I mean, a lot of it's a blur, but for the most part is Saturday was the worst day. I, mean, I, I remember shooting 76 on Saturday and I moved up um, yeah. or at least, you know, held basically right where I was at. It was awful. I put a VJ that day. He shot 81, 82 and really didn't play that bad. Um, I don't think the temperatures hit 60 the entire week. And Sunday was probably the warmest, felt like the warmest day because the winds were there, but they weren't nearly as substantial as they were on Saturday. It was awful. I mean, it was just an awful week of weather. I mean, it was it was it was brutal. There was there was rain and rain early in the weeks. So the course got wet and played so long with cold temperatures, and then the winds came in and dried it out. But it was cold. So yeah, that could be November this year. Um, Gosh, I hope not. I mean, I say that. Uh, I know it probably plays into my favor to some degree just because of experience and maybe where I'm from, but uh, I, I don't need that. Uh, my back doesn't need that. I, I, <laughs> I prefer those lush 70 to 80 degree temperatures that are, uh, you know, better on the body. Um, regardless, it's the Masters at Augusta. I've said it, you know, since, since the postponement. It doesn't matter when they have it. It doesn't matter what month it is, to what capacity the tournament is normal. It doesn't matter. Fans, no fans, ideally fans. But it, I'm going to be there because it's Augusta. It is still the Masters. And, uh, you know, I, it's something I look forward to. It's going to be really strange, though, playing in November and then, you know, lo and behold, what, five, six months later, five months later, be back there again, uh, which is actually kind of cool. But uh, yeah. um, I, I'm excited. I mean, shoot, I get to go back to Augusta National and play the Masters basically twice in five months. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm smiling because as I'm hearing you talk about the fact that hopefully it won't be as cold and hopefully it won't be as windy. And then I'm casting my mind to 2015 at St. Andrews. And because I, I was on the course doing the on-course play-by-play, it was so windy and it was freezing cold. I remember Friday morning we had been in position at half past six and it yeah. wasn't, I, I think it was maybe just above freezing. Where, I, I cannot remember early in the week, Zach, where you fell in terms of your, your starting times, your, your morning or afternoon wave and how much you got hit by the wind and the cold. How much did it impact you too? Yeah, well, you know this. Obviously, you've experienced it to the nth degree. Um, that tournament, probably more than any other, weather can play. I mean, it, 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 you can tee off really early in the morning, and it can be perfect. And then by 3 o'clock, you're done. You've been done for two hours, and it can be awful. And that's just the luck of the draw. I mean, truly the luck of the draw. I was very fortunate um, in 15. Uh, I, I teed off 
I guess it was the latter part of the day on Thursday, there was a there was actually a, a like a flood delay Thursday morning. I don't know if you recall that, like a two or three hour. Yeah. There was just standing water everywhere on one, well, one and eighteen, and then a couple other holes. So they had to squeeze that out. Once that, once the course was playable, we went back out. So I I was able to finish my my first round late into the day Thursday, uh, and then go back out Friday with somewhat of a delay because of the delay on Thursday. Um, and finish my Friday. I finished my second round on Friday, and those 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 groups that were early late, meaning late on Friday, had to go out Saturday morning and finish their second round. And that's when the winds were exceptional. Um, I want to say, help me out, maybe thirty to forty minutes of golf was played. You know, a whole two yeah. holes, two and a half that's holes exactly maybe played, and then they pulled. I was sitting in the St. Andrews Hotel with my wife watching movies. I went down to the gym two or three times. Uh, I went in the hot tub two or three times and just had a pretty chill Saturday. I, I did go out Saturday evening at like 15 p.m. and had a practice session. The winds started to subside and I mean, you can practice there until almost midnight. So, you know, I, I put an hour in a practice Saturday night and then went back out for the third round on Sunday. like. Like it never even happened. So I, I was very fortunate. I had the fortunate end of the draw without question in 2015. Down the stretch on that Sunday and what you had to do to close in order to ultimately thus secure your position into the playoff. Could you talk to us about what your mindset was on that iconic golf course? How much were you aware, maybe you and Damon, of exactly what you needed to do? Yeah, you know... Sunday, like I said, uh, I didn't, or sorry, I didn't hit a, hit a shot in, in competition. Sunday came and it was actually pretty mild, you know. I mean, it was one of those days you should, you should get, and I didn't. I remember I was very frustrated. I was even par. I was just making pars, three putting for par a couple times, and I didn't get the golf course. I, I brought it in strong, you know, to give myself at least a chance on the fourth round Monday. So I go out Monday and – the way the winds were that week, you had to get the front nine because you were down, for the most part down, going out and coming back into the wind, coming in. Um, and I got off to a great start. I mean, I, I birdied, I think, two and four. I had a two-putt birdie on five and just kind of kept it going. I was, I mean, shoot, I was seven under through 12 holes. And I'm like, okay, here we go. You know, I, I didn't even look at the leaderboard because I knew I had to make, make some shots up. But... Um, I was in a good rhythm, hitting good shots and actually making some putts. And so, you know, I made a couple bogeys, but then, you know, I made a putt that I'll never forget on 18, which at the time, who knew? I mean, I, I thought, I thought I needed it to at least get into a playoff and it was a big putt. I mean, it wasn't like it was feet, but, uh, it was, you know, it was a wedge shot to about, excuse me, 20 feet behind the hole because of the. You cannot be short there, uh, short of 18, front left. And then a putt, like again, like I said, I'll never forget. I remember, I actually remember there, the pin being there five years prior in 2010, and everything kind of goes left to right there, back right to front left. So it goes down to the to the front left part of the green. But at the end, this putt wants to go left, and I, I won't ever forget. And, and uh, I played a little bit less break, and it snuck in. So, um yeah, I mean, it was a miraculous day. I mean, a day that I'm, I'm never going to forget. My wife was there. She's rarely there. She's been to the Open twice and just so happened to be that one, you know, uh, 05 St. Andrews and then 2015 St. Andrews. So, 
it was a day. It was a day of patience for me. It was a day um, I had I had some scripture going on in my head that talked about being courageous and but waiting and waiting for your stretch, waiting, waiting, being patient. Um, those kind of things that just I dwelled on and, and kind of tried to meditate on, and uh, I was in a good rhythm. I mean, I, I you know it was one of those surreal weeks where you just things just kind of fell into place and you just kind of like let it happen. I mean. My best weeks of golf, I feel like I tee off on Thursday and then I finish Sunday morning, or excuse me, Sunday afternoon and tap in. I mean, that's kind of how it felt. Um, but it wasn't easy. It just, it, it was just, it flowed. And, you know, I, the, the playoff was nerve wracking um, with Louie, Susan, and Mark Leishman. Um, but I got off to a great start and fortunately it, it held in there. Absolutely brilliant. The significance of winning an open at the old course of St. Andrews is, it's hard to define, but I wonder if, it, have you had an opportunity, I know your schedule is crazy all the time, but have you had an sure. opportunity to go back to St. Andrews out of the spotlight when it's not about media or a tournament and just kind of breathe it in, just kind of soak in the fact that, that you are and forevermore will be an open champion at that venue? I haven't. I mean, that sounds bad. I, I really haven't. I mean, it, I don't get the opportunity to get over there very often. I mean, that's may sound like a pathetic excuse, but um, I've got three little ones that <laughs> require my time and energy now. And, yeah. you know, I, I think I could, I, I will make it a priority at some point to do just that. You know, when, I don't know. Um, shoot. I mean, we were supposed to go there next year, but it sounds like we'll be back there in 2022 now. Uh, yeah. And, Maybe I can get a little bit of time. You know, the week before that is the John Deere Classic, so I, I, I feel, I don't want to say obligated, but I, it's responsible, and I want to play the John Deere because I love it. Uh, it's basically, you know, an hour from where I grew up. Um, so it's, playing the Scottish Open is really not much when I mean right now, uh, the way the schedule lays out. So it, it just hasn't been opportune. That being said, Matt, I, you're right. I mean, it's it's a – you know, it, to me, it's kind of like a college town USA. I mean, it is a college town, technically. Um, but it's college town Scotland. It's college town Europe. And so much history and tradition there. Um, I, I love everything about it. I mean, there, there's obviously, that's where the game essentially started, you know. I mean, I know the first Opens were at Presswick, but the Claret Jug didn't start till uh, basically there. Uh, the RNA sits right behind the 18th green. I mean, there's... You can go on and on. I mean, it's it's a park. It's a public park, and, and the, the the nuances, the subtleties of that place make it massively special. It is so special, and to think that your name's on that claret jug for that venue is mind blowing. All right, so just to wrap up today, if we may, Zach, as I mentioned, mm. I, I you and I are both associated with RSM and proud of that. We get a chance to say hello. Uh, through that mm -hmm. association of some very great people. You want to talk about RSM? You want to talk about the sponsors that you have so we can make sure, we, as I mentioned, we spread some love there too? Yeah, sure. I mean, you're talking about families of mine. These are, you know, yeah, they're sponsors, but in every relationship probably starts like that. Uh, RSM being one that quickly, <laughs> since 2006, grew into one of my golf families. Uh, people. Uh, whether I'm whether I'm at one of their offices or I'm just you know at the RSM Classic with with their personnel and some of their clients, um, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, I I, I wear that emblem on my shirt with pride um, and certainly love representing a great company that does so much 
for so many different people, not just in the business world, but then also the way they give. You're talking about birdies for love. You're talking about their tournament and the platform they're able to give uh, from the classic is amazing. Um, but then I also have been privy to the many, I guess you'd say, giving arms they have just where their offices are around the United States and, and across and abroad. Um, it's in their fiber. It's in their makeup to to make other people more important than themselves. And and so, uh, again, like I mentioned earlier, it's, it's they're a model for me on how to how to live. And and certainly Transamerica, I'm wearing the hat right now. Uh, that is my hat. Uh, has has taught me very similar, if not um, showed me the way as well, paved the way. They partnered with me and my foundation, actually prior to my foundation, other charitable efforts uh, since I've been a professional. So, you know, I, I don't know if it's unique. I mean, these are just golf families of mine that, that I am so fortunate just to be, you know, a small piece of. Um, we mentioned the John Deere. Uh, <laughs> They do so much for their community. I think they still give back, I think, per capita. I think they're technically give back more than any tournament on tour in their uh, uh, their charitable efforts. Um, so amazing company there, amazing people, just good Midwest-rooted families. Um, love everything about them. You know, and then I, I've been, uh, over the last five or six years, very fortunate to come along uh, with PXG and Bob Parsons and, and actually – on a side note, I've known Bob since I was probably nine or ten years old. He used to live in my hometown, Cedar Rapids, and so uh, now, full circle, being a part of his his new endeavor, his new business endeavor um, with PXG is remarkable. Um, phenomenal equipment, phenomenal people uh, on a day to day basis that I'm able to work with. They want to make me the best player I can be. They challenge me. They push me. Um, and I love how Bob and his wife Renee go about their foundation gives so much uh, on a weekly basis. And they've got their pillars and how they give and, and showcase that, which is, is special. Um, but just great model humans, I mean, um, on what to do and how to do it. And so, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate. Again, I, I don't know if it's normal. I don't, maybe it's unique. I, I relish any and every opportunity to be with these people. I'm so looking forward to late November here on, on St. Simon's. For the RSM Classic, uh, Davis's Foundation does a tremendous job uh, on showcasing and putting up a great event. And RSM obviously partners with him and the foundation to to do so much for this community and then some. Um, it's an honor. Zach, I'll tell you, it was an honor to have you on the show. It's an honor to catch well, you. It's been a pleasure to do the same as well. And when you talk about, you don't know if it's normal, it's not normal. What you you guys, all of you collectively, okay. and you in particular for everything that you represent, it does provide inspiration. It does touch lives. And we do wish you the very best as an athlete and as a competitor on top of all the other impacts that you and the rest of the tour are making. We wish you the best, my friend. Thank you for your time. Matt, thank you. Thanks for having me. Zach Johnson. All right, folks, we'll be coming back with more of the Fairways of Life show on this Thursday. Absolute delight, as you just heard me mention to Zach, to have him on the program. 
What a cool individual. And that's why we were hoping to have this long form interview with Zach, just like we've done with so many others, so we can get to know them as people as well. And I suspect you already were a fan of Zach Johnson's, but if, if you weren't an Arden fan before, you probably most likely are very much so now because he is worth that level of support because of the way he gives back, because of who and what he represents. BenHoganGolf.com. When you get an opportunity, please log on to BenHoganGolf.com and check out all the wonderful products that they have available there. You're going to save a 40%, 50% retail markup because the relationship is direct between you and them. BenHoganGolf.com. More of the Fairways of Life show coming up after these words. If you listen to the wind, you can hear it. That's Ireland calling you home. Home to the greatest Lynx golf courses in the world, defined by soaring dunes, undulating fairways, venerable bunkers, and whimsical green complexes. From Royal Portrush in Northern Ireland, site to the 2019 Open Championship, to Ballyliffin, La Hinch, and Ballybunion, numbering among the Lynx golf masterpieces awaiting your golfing sojourn. Come home to Ireland and enjoy the most incredible golf experience of your life. Get started at Ireland.com. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. FootJoy, the number one outerwear brand in golf, is committed to helping you extend the golf season as long as possible this year by providing the best gear to make every day playable. The new Hydro Series line of jackets provides you with the ultimate protection wherever you're teeing it up this season. Whether it's the Hydro Light, the perfect lightweight summer jacket, or say golf in Florida, Arizona, the Hydro Knit, which protects like a rain jacket but feels like a mid-layer for places like California or the Carolinas, FootJoy has a rain protection to keep you dry and playing through any weather. Also joining the FJ Performance lineup this year is the all-new Hydro Tour Rain Jacket, designed to withstand the most extreme weather conditions. Play more golf this year and get the gear you need to play in those conditions. Visit FootJoy.com M-E-D-P. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with TheGolfTravelGroup.com. It screams. It tracks. It's soft. It reacts. It is the all-new Tour B with a game-changing reactive cover designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. Try the new Tour B. The Tour Ball. Reinvented. The best golf experiences are the unique ones that combine breathtaking beauty, inspiring designs, and refined luxuries. Streamsong Resort, conveniently located in Central Florida, is unlike any golf experience you've ever had. Award-winning courses by Corin Crenshaw, Tom Doak, and Gil Hans will challenge and amaze in a dunescape you'll swear cannot exist in Florida. 
Awaken your senses then at their opulent spa or enjoy world-class bass fishing, archery, or clay shooting. The options are endless and you can cap it all off with luscious and distinctive culinary choices to delight any palate. Visit streamsongresort.com today to plan your golf trip. That's everything that you would want and nothing like you've ever experienced. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show. Pleasure to have your company on this Thursday. Play is underway at or in Scotland at the Torrance Course at the Fairmont. That's just outside of St. Andrews. If you're catching any of our coverage on Golf Channel of the uh, Scottish Championship, then you can see the old grey tune in the background on some of those shots where you got the, the, the first, the fourth out surrounding the golf course. Sometimes, many times when, when we have been there doing listeners trips, which we won't do another one to St. Andrews until 22, because I like to bring you guys in just before the Open returns to the old course. And when we play it, it has all the grandstands up and all the rest. It's an amazing experience. It's a spiritual experience. But many times the fog is rolling in off, off the, 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 the fourth, and it stays there all day. They call it the har. Uh, but today it's not there. It looks like it's cool. It looks like it's uh, low temperatures, uh, as you would expect this time of year in Scotland. But it is clear, and there's some really good scores being shot. That is clear as well. Adrian Ortegue is leading the way. 10 under par on his round today to stand atop the leaderboard on that mark and leads by four over a couple of players on six under par, including Aaron Rye, who's been playing very, very well of late. So when Zach was on with us, there was a number of different things that we wanted to go through with him. And as you guys who have been listening to us for years are now probably listening or watching us in all the various formats that, that we are now on, I always like to ask players about their sponsors. And the reason we do that one, because I think it's a cool way to find out how and why they connect with who they do the same, but also it's to give something back to the player to say, hey, you've taken the time to join us and share with us your memories and your thoughts, but we also want to make sure that the people that you have sponsorships with, ambassadorships with, partnerships with, that they get some exposure as well, because that's part of the reason why they do what they do. And so... I don't know about you guys, but it was fascinating that you know, Zach would tell us today how and why he's made the decision to align himself with the companies that he has. And by and large, when we talk to, to different players, it, it, it's always interesting to me that, and hopeful, that they make a decision of partnership for a reason. It's not just about getting getting some money in their coffers, which at some points in their career is obviously really important, but it speaks to who the players are, who the golfers are as individuals, that they make these decisions on other uh, basis and reasons as well. I, I just I just think it's amazing. Uh, Andy Bossman is joining us. He's a uh, principal at RSM, the chief marketing officer, and as you guys know, we've been doing the weekly updates with Birdies for Love. We're longtime partners with RSM. Andy, first of all, what's going on? How are you? I'm great. How are you this morning, Matt? Doing well, thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if you had a chance if you were you were watching this morning or listening to uh, yeah. Zach Johnson, but did you hear the things that he said about RSM, including I'm quoting, "a model to me on how to live." End quote. That's that's pretty big stuff. 
That is, and that's very nice of uh, Zach, because I would say it goes both ways. I mean, when you talk about partnership, how fortunate are we to be partnered with guys like Zach and Davis and Chris Kirk and Davis's son, Drew, and to have the opportunity really to, to get to know them, but as you said, to make such a difference in their communities. And Zach's humbleness is amazing, but if you go and look at what he's been able to do, particularly in Cedar Rapids through Kids on Course and the Zach Johnson Foundation, yeah. it's one of the most moving things I've ever seen and one of the most impactful. So um, it goes both ways. We love, uh, love being part of the Zach family. Awesome. I want to talk to you about a lot of things going on with the family of RSM as well, but let's start from base one. Uh, Andy Bossman. If you and I were sitting next to each other in some, in, at a bar at an airport, say, flying somewhere, and I, and I said, what are you doing? He said, oh, I work for RSM. And I said, what's RSM? What would the answer be? Uh, so, you know, we are the, the leading professional service firms for middle market organizations. So if you're, uh, if you're a high-growth, dynamic, entrepreneurial firm um, looking to grow, um, looking to take advantage of market opportunities and really accelerate what you can do for your communities and for your employees. We're the firm to work with you. We've got the insights on the middle market. We understand what's going on and how it's impacting middle market companies, maybe differently than Fortune 500s, and really work with them to help map that path forward. Um, we've got a lot of services, but but more importantly, it, it's how do we work with our clients to really help them think about their future and capitalize on it. Do you think that the importance of the same is even more acute at these times with the coronavirus and, and the world trying world economies as well, trying to adjust to everything that's happening in the so-called new normal? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I, I think to me what's interesting is we've been talking for years about the importance of our clients and other organizations we work with and thinking about the digitization of the global economy and how things are changing. And you could talk about it in terms of the Amazonification of the, of the environment and how our behaviors have changed. Um, if anything, what we've seen with the current environment is it's even further accelerated the importance of doing that. Um, yeah, there's a lot of bad here, but there's also a lot of good from a business standpoint and how we've learned to work in more virtual environments, how we've learned to um, use digital platforms to accelerate what we're doing, to connect with more folks, to drive our businesses faster. It's moved down. It, it's moved geographic barriers out of the way um, because now it doesn't matter. Um, you can be sitting in Florida. I can be in Missouri. Someone can be in New York, and we've all come together through these digital platforms. So, um, yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of very unfortunate and sad things that have come about through coronavirus and the pandemic we're in. Um, from a business standpoint, I think what it's done is it's accelerated where we all need to go. And it has caused us to think differently about our businesses. Um, but I think it's going to continue to. Um, it's not just an, a, a time we're in right now where we just got to get through this time and then we'll go back to normal. Because I think we've learned there is a better way to do it. Um, and I think we'll all benefit from that in the long term. It's just unfortunate this is the environment that had to, uh, to show us how to do that. When you use the word long term, Andy, it's been over a decade now that RSM has sponsored the RSM Classic, which is held that week before Thanksgiving. It kind of wraps everything up before the players get a mm -hmm. long break until January to enjoy the holidays. Obviously, 2020 is a crazy year. Any updates on what's going on with the RSM Classic? Yeah, um, it's going to be different this year, uh, much like all the tournaments are. I mean, we, we won't have spectators this year. We may have a very small group from some of the local um, organizations in the community that have been such long-term sponsors of ours. 
Um, we'll still have the Pro-Am on Wednesday. It'll be smaller, um, probably about two thirds of what it normally is. And the environment will be a little bit different, but, um, gosh, here's what I love about Sea Island and what I love about the Davis Love Foundation is, is we could see this coming and we knew things were going to change. Uh, we knew we weren't going to be able to host our clients this year and we knew we weren't going to have the same, um, same base of our fans and, and not all the great volunteers we always, always have. What it immediately came back to was, and the most important thing we do, in addition to providing an incredible venue for a PGA tournament, is we support the community. So how do we make sure the community doesn't feel the downside of a different world? How do we make sure the charities still get the benefit they always do? How do we make sure we still support the Golden Isles, all the organizations there and all the companies there um, that have become such great friends over the last 10 years? and. You know, so we quickly shifted and we started talking about some virtual environments and different things that we're going to be able to do during the week that um, will allow us to bring the uniqueness of the RSM Classic and the Golden Isles community, um, frankly, to folks all over the world. Uh, because some of the unique events we do that are usually limited to being in person will now do virtually. Um, and it won't be in a way where folks feel like they're excluded, where we can really broaden that reach. Um, and we've got some, some cool things. You've always been involved with our um, our Wednesday putting event. I know you're in my absolute favorite with the Boys and Girls Clubs and Special Olympics. Uh, we'll still do that this year. We won't be able to have the kids there, but we got a little trick up our sleeve on Tuesday afternoon with some of the players, and I think Commissioner Monahan may join us. And because the most important thing is that we support the Boys and Girls Club and blessings in a backpack and um, Special Olympics and some other organizations there that, that are so special to us and it meant so much to us. We want to make sure no matter what the environment is that, that we support them and we're able to continue to help them and what they're accomplishing. Uh, Andy, clearly one of your charges is to carry forth the brand and the brand message of RSM, which you do so well. And a PGA Tour event has the opportunities of many to do that. From your perspective, though, what is it about being the title sponsor of a PGA Tour event and that which you're hoping to accomplish on, to the benefit of RSM, which includes or realize all these charitable efforts and more, how does it all bridge together? What, what's the reason why you're doing what you're doing? Yeah, you, you bet. I would say there's a couple of reasons. The interesting thing to me, Matt, is, is when you think about these large platforms, um, the default is folks usually go to, wow, what a, what a great way to get your brand out there. And, and it certainly is a great way to get the brand out there. The millions and millions of people all around the world uh, through the Golf Channel and the Golf Channel affiliates that see the tournament, see the branding, um, really get to experience that action is awesome. I, I would ask for nothing more. Um, certainly the charitable piece is absolutely incredible. Um, and I can't think of a better platform to be involved with. I, but the other thing for us, uh, Matt, that really was a learning for me that the first time I had an opportunity in this role to go down there is because of our affiliation with the Davis Love Foundation um, and the incredible, incredible team Scott Stylin has pulled together at Sea Island, um, I feel safe saying it is one of the most unique environments for a PGA Tour event. It is the ultimate in hospitality uh, brought forward to everyone that's there and particularly our clients and the experience we've always been able to give our clients of being there 
being at Sea Island, being able to experience everything that comes along with it, the, the connection with the players and certainly the, the entire group of players there at Sea Island, which support and embrace the event every year. Um, it really does create one of the most unique experiences for our clients I've ever seen. Um, and if anything, that's probably the biggest flow of emails I've seen over the last three months was clients supporting our decision to, um, to not have them there this year. Um, but also relishing the opportunity in 2021 to get back because it, it, it is one of those true things that they love to put on their calendar that they will protect as much as they can because they want to have that opportunity to come down there. And that, you know, when you're able to do that and then really use the platform um, that the tour has created, which is so aligned with what we do at, at, um, at RSM, to give back to the communities and to really help. And it's, I keep coming back to it, but, but it is a platform unlike any I've ever seen um, that allows you to have such broad impact. We're able to impact through our internal Birdies for Love program and the Birdies for Love program with the tour over a hundred charities every year. Wow. Um, I'm not sure of another platform that would give you the chance to do that in a way that some of the stories that are now coming out on the impact of these donations uh, move me to tears in a very good way. Uh, Andy Bossman, who's the Chief Marketing Officer for our RSM, is our guest, folks. If you're joining us either on the radio side of the show or the television side of the show uh, around the world, the RSM Classic will be held in November. It's coming up a few weeks from now. Andy just went through some of the changes for this year. But last year, the RSM efforts raised, correct me if I'm wrong here, Andy, $4.6 million for the aforementioned Davis Love Foundation. Absolutely incredible. And I think to this point and in everything that you've been describing so far, Andy, this really speaks to the soul of the corporation and the way that your people step up and do what they do. This is a massive sum of money. How important is that and how much does that mean to all of you collectively to know that these efforts that you're making and the things that move you to tears and the way that you're impacting people, you're doing it on every level, in every office. Each of your people are vested. It's amazing. Um, you know, gosh, you and I talked about it last year. You know, when this started, year one of the tournament gave $200,000. And that was an incredible success. Yeah. Uh, and then to look back and 4.6 million last year, over 17 and a half million in 10 years. Um, and as you said, it's our employees that is, that it is so awesome. It's, you know, of that 2 million. So just under 50% of that last year were our employees, our 12,000 folks around the country saying, I'm in and I'm going to donate and I'm going to get involved and, and the impacts they're having on the local communities and doing that because each office selects a local charity that they're raising money for and they're personally getting involved and they're bringing it all forward. And what I love, and I, and I got to give a call out here, Chris Waddell and Andrew Lynch. I mean, these are two of our younger professionals, one in Baltimore, one in Elkhart, Indiana, that, that these guys this year have been leading it. Um, this isn't me. This isn't our leadership team. We support it, but and they're in there, they're leading it. And, um, and I'm excited. They will not tell me the number this year, but they said I'm going to be very happy. And if you think about the ability of our employees during a pandemic to, to continue to step up and support our communities, it, it's really just, it's humbling it to, to, to use a word that Zach did. It's um, to lean in and to give and to want to make our communities better. 
because it's what they're passionate about. It's the right thing to do. And, and it's the same thing we see with the players, you know, when they're winning this $50,000 weekly and the Kevin Na story that came out um, around the Shriners and what that $50,000 donation did. And you look at uh, Joaquin Neiman and what he was able to do in Chile because of the donation and, and the incredible story with Cameron Champ and, and Lanto, which, um, oh my gosh, what, what he's been able to do to get back the same way others did to him, all because of this community. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's truly awesome. It is truly awesome. Now, I'm, I'm going to ask you to back up for one second, Andy, because you kind of jumped yeah. ahead on me now. You're talking about the Birdies <laughs> for Love on a weekly basis. I'd like for you, if you would, tell the world about what you're doing, how it impacts the players on a weekly basis, how it will impact the players in terms of the uh, campaign up until and through the RSM Classic. And then those stories that you, that you kind of brushed over too that were so incredible and inspiring, pick one of them and tell the world about what happened. Oh my gosh. Um, yes, you're right. I, I mix them up. There is the part of our employees, which is unbelievable. And what I loved then was the tour um, kind of came forward. And after conversations with them, um, we're now in our uh, second full year, third year where we've had an element of this, the RSM Birdies for Love program with the PGA Tour. So what we do is following Eastlake through the RSM Classic um, at each tournament, um, we award $50,000 to the charity of choice of the player who gets the most birdies or better uh, during that tournament. Um, so as you've highlighted, you know, Chess and Hadley at Safeway Open all the way through Matt Naismith, who's fellow Gamecocks. So I love seeing another Gamecock win. As they collect those most bir the birdies during the week, um, the person with the most, we donate 50000 to the charity of their choice. At the same time, we're also tracking it through the entire fall series and at the end of the RSM Classic, the player with the most birdies through the fall, we donate 300000 to their charity, 150000 for second, um, and 75000 for third. I'm going to do math in my head here real quick. But, um, you know, so it's a half million of additional funds that come in through that. And so this year it'll be 950000 because it's a slightly different year with a couple of majors getting thrown into the fall. But, um it's just fun to watch and, and to see how the players weekly compete. But, um, you know, the story, and there's so many, so many cool ones. And um, the tour is doing an incredible job this year capturing those and putting videos out to talk about them. But the, the one that, that we don't have the video on yet, but that was so moving to me was Lonto Griffin. And so Lonto won in Houston last year. Um, and you could just tell how much it meant to him to be able to give money back to the community. And I had a chance to, to speak with him at the RSM Classic because he had been very upfront that I'm going to win. I, I want to win the 300,000. And when you go back and you listen to his story, this is a young man who, um, who lost his father at a young age uh, to a brain tumor and how his community supported him. They stepped up, they gave him opportunities. They, they helped him capitalize on his dream and his comment to me the whole time is, I want to win this money because I want to establish a foundation to go do the same thing for others that don't have the opportunities I did because of the folks that stepped in to help me. And I want to help others that same way. And that's what he's done. He's taken the money. Um, he finished second last year, so he took the 150000 He took his weekly winnings. He's formed his foundation. And I've already heard of several stories of where he's been able to use that money 
to help others impacted by loss of a, of a family member to cancer um, to, to pursue their dreams. And it doesn't have to be golf, but just to pursue their dreams overall. And that's where just it's humbling to think about. And it's amazing to think about the passion um, that these individuals have and what these sums of money are able to do to help truly make a difference in others' lives. It's amazing. And I love the stories. I love the way all of it comes together with intent and opportunity. And now you continue to, that web gets larger and larger and larger that is touching lives and changing lives at that. We can't wait for the RSM Classic next month. I know you're going to be joining us at that time. Last year we enlisted you, you as our daily reporter on site. I think we're going to have to do that again in a, in a different format and video as well, but uh, looking forward to everything that, that lies in store as well as finding out just how big the impact is going to be this year. Thank you for everything. We love your partnership. We love who you guys are. We love the impact that you're making in the business world and in, in the world of charity, but certainly in the world of golf as well. Thanks for everything and for your time today. Well, likewise. Thank you, Matty. appreciate your partnership and, and love, uh, love coming together with you on this. So. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. Uh, so Rory McIlroy is going to be up after this break where, for one thing, Rory's obviously was, we knew he was working on distance. We all, we all knew it was going to, who's not, right, right now. But Rory addressed the same and said, eh, you know, it's about knowing what you have in the tank. Maybe not executing it right now. Is it all a reflection of what Bryson is doing? I would think so. We'll go down that road after we come back. We want you to go down the road of finding out which golf ball is right for you. You can do so by logging on to BridgestoneGolf.com. And when you do, not only can you get V-Fit, but you can get all the details on the new Tour B series of golf balls, which includes that revolutionary reactive urethane cover. It is different. Ireland.com is where you can go to find out where to go when we get on the other side of all of this. Allow yourself to breathe deep, to dream to have your bucket list, but to execute on the same. Because if all of this is taught as one thing, it's that you never really know. So why put it off? You've always wanted to play the greatest Lynx golf courses in the world. They're in Ireland, ireland.com for more information on that. When we come back, more from this week's PGA Tour event in Las Vegas. Yeah, the CJ Cup on the Fairways of Life show after this. Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel, where there's something for everyone, from kids' fest to shopping, bowling, golf, and other outdoor activities. Or at the West Baden Springs Hotel, you can wrap yourself in old-world elegance, visit our luxurious spa, indulge in an afternoon tea, a historic tour, and multiple sophisticated dining options. Then, finish your day with a cozy carriage ride before turning in for sweet dreams. Only this isn't a dream. Visit FrenchLick.com to plan your vacation today. Tourage is proud to announce two new Hot Launch series designed to cover both ends of the game improvement golf club spectrum. The Hot Launch E521 line is for extreme game improvement featuring the revolutionary Houdini Soul, offset head, extremely low center of gravity, and game-changing high MOI, or the Hot Launch C521 competition spec game improvement clubs that are for those looking for a classic look with a full suite of game improvement technology like diamond face and cup face technology, rear sole weighting, acoustic engineering, and an even deeper power channel. Tour Edge and the Hot Launch 521 line, pound for pound, nothing comes close. Log on to touredge.com today. If I told you legends like Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, 
and Donald Ross have designed and inspired more than 10 breathtaking courses, and they're all in one place. Would you believe me? Where is this special place? How far do I have to travel for this golfing nirvana? The answer could both surprise and delight you. It's right around the corner in the heartland of the country. It's Boyne Golf in Northern Michigan. It's a destination so special, so unique, that you'll think you're playing golf on a work of art along the cliffs of the Monterey Peninsula or the raw sweeping landscapes of Scotland. From elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled golf vacation experience. Log on to BoyneGolf.com and see why they're at the heart of America's summer golf capital. FootJoy, the number one outer brand in golf, is committed to helping you extend the golf season as long as possible this year with rain jackets and outerwear for all conditions. New to the FJ Outerwear lineup is the Hydro Tour rain jacket designed to withstand the most extreme weather. Made specifically for golf with a material that is quiet, comfortable, and waterproof, it also features a patented dry seal collar, a double collar that moves the water away from the back of your neck, not down it, no matter how hard the rain is coming down. Play more this year. Play better. Check out the Hydro Tour rain jacket and all the other industry-leading rainwear from FootJoy at FootJoy.com slash M-E-D-P. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tee times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles, and they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. When Ben Hogan founded his company in 1953, his mission was to make the finest golf equipment in the world. That remains our mission today. We forge every club we make to provide the feel and feedback investment clubs simply can't provide. And our craftsmen micromanufacture each club to your exacting specifications in our Fort Worth, Texas factory. You'll only find Ben Hogan Golf Equipment at BenHoganGolf.com. Visit us online. You'll be glad you did. Sure, you guys have seen the news reports that rounds in golf are absolutely soaring. Initially, you know, when everything happened with the, with the pandemic and, the, and there was the, the shutdown universally across the country of everything, really, and golf was, was kept caught up in, in the snare and, and it was all just to err on the side of caution until authorities knew more about how it spread and the rest. And then they pretty much found out that golf was a, safe endeavor that you could go out and play golf with your friends you're outside you know a lot of places like our place when at the height of it when you would show up say in the staging area or even on the practice grounds they wanted you to have a mask but once you got out on the golf course and you were out in the open air and they had individual carts and all the rest then they found it to be very safe well that's great and as a result numbers for golf everywhere are absolutely soaring and they're so far up that it's quite possible. Dom's in my headset saying, I can't even get tee times. Uh, how many times have you tried, Dom? Um, well, you know this. I mean, let's see. I've probably tried, since the pandemic, I've probably tried three times to play golf, give yeah. or take. Yeah. You know, with kids and family and life and stuff. I just, I'm not in a place in my life where I get to play the, the golf. I'd love to play the amount. So it's, it's rare. So when I do get to play, I'm like, oh, I'm excited. But I'm not booking two weeks in advance, right? So I'll call the day before or the day of, and I'll say, hey, I want to yeah. play golf. 
and I'm literally getting pro shops, which is good and bad, right? It's bad for me, but it's great for what you're talking about. It's great for golf. It's great for the growth in the game, but it's annoying. It sucks for me. I'm like, yeah, I want to play golf, and they're like, um, yeah, you can't. You can't do that. It's hard like, to believe. It's this hard is a golf to shop, it, right? But I want to normally <laughs> somebody will say oh, we don't have times until you know half past two or or four or something like that. Yeah, but for people here. just go, no, we're sold no. out. We have no room. Yeah, that happened nothing. to me for yeah, tomorrow I mean, have, because we're if, for, if I haven't already told you guys this, we're taking a day off tomorrow. But I was I was hoping to play golf. The first time I made the phone call, they were like, yeah, sorry, we're booked. No room. Not, not kidding. Thankfully, my buddy had already made it time before me, unbeknownst to me at the time. But yeah, so it's full. So what I was getting with all that, and stay with me, Dom, because I, I want to go over something else with you as well. I was getting to all that because me? Tour Edge, touredge.com, if you have a son or a daughter or maybe a grandson or a granddaughter or whoever that you want to get into the game, one of the products that they offer, which is really unique, is a boxed set. So everything that you need is in the box, the bag, the full set of clubs, everything, so that you can instill and start the love of the game for someone that's in your family. And they have it for all age groups as well. So just log on to touredge.com. You'll get a chance to see it. It's a lifetime warranty. So as long as they play those clubs, they're covered as well. It, I just thought it was a very cool thing that they're doing. Now, Dom, did you get a chance to see... I think it was from PGA Memes is, is where we saw it for the first time. But did you see how they took all these different players and they did the Bryson thing on them and put like 40 pounds on them? So I purposely heard you discussing this, and I purposely didn't look at any of them. So for those watching us right now, you can see us on Facebook, Fairways of Life with Matt Adams. You can follow us on, on YouTube. You can, you, you can watch what we're looking at. You can see it with your own eyes right now. If you go there, I this is the first time I've ever looked at this, Matt. Yeah, I didn't watch Andrew put these together. <laughs> it's Brooks in the upper and left think... corner, Ricky, Tiger, <laughs> and then Tony Finau. And, I mean, how many pounds do they look like? I, you know, what we Ricky need to doesn't do... – the conflict here is that the, these guys don't look like they went out and did a Bryson thing. They look like they went out and ate an entire chain of, like, McDonald's. Yeah, uh, what we need to do for those watching, um, you got one in each corner. Matt mentioned there's four in the picture. We have to pick a winner because I see another picture coming up here that Andrew's got ready to go. Oh, you we need to pick a winner from this group, and I know who the winner is here. Do you know who the winner All is? All right, who's the winner? Best-looking for- old guy, old fat guy? Who would it be? It's Ricky. <laughs> I was going to say It's <laughs> 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 perfect. He you know wins. what he looks like? Way he better looks than like Tiger. He that's looks, Tiger. That shot, he that looks like the guy from Tiger Parks and Recreation. That's just what he's going to look like. Oh, gosh, yeah, that, would get, that would make him angry. But doesn't he look like your guy from Parks and Recreation that wouldn't eat a banana? Uh, Ron Swanson. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's the actor's name? Hold on. I can't remember the actor's name. Someone's going to yell at me now. Um, why can't I remember his name? I'll have to look it up. You but yeah, that's that that's what he looks like. Ron's. All right, let's see the, let's see the second page of Andrew. Of go the, to the other uh, one. The fat faces. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, and this one for those who listen to radio, we're going to try to explain as best we can. Bubba Watson is in the upper left hand corner, and then below him directly is Justin Thomas, who already said that if he put on forty pounds earlier this week, he would look like a beach ball. And in this photo, he looks like a beach ball. And then the lower right, I believe that's got to who is that? Gosh, the fatness they put on him, I can't even lower, tell. Lower right? That's Fleetwood. Is it Fleetwood? Oh, like yeah, that's Tommy B. Fleetwood. 
And then the top right, and this is what makes this, this is funny, is that they have Patrick Reed, they, they didn't do a thing. Patrick Reed's the exact same as he always is, which if I was Patrick Reed, you know, I you'd insulted him a little bit. Offensive. A little bit. And then All right, the so who's Bubba, the winner of that group? Ah. Uh, I mean, I don't know how I don't know how you don't say Patrick Reed because he hasn't changed. Nah, it's Bubba. The winner's Bubba. You think it's Bubba? Picture, Bubba? Bubba's frightening looking yeah, absolutely. in his. Yeah, Bubba's Go to the next one. Andrew, go to the next one. Is there another? I didn't even know there's another one. Good thing Don's <laughs> got the preview screen. All right, here we go. All right, the next one. All right. Dom, you, you take, I, I, got a, I got a comment before you take us through the, the pictures. The upper left-hand corner where we talk about pictures that haven't changed, it's a photo from 2010, and it's Rory McIlroy celebrating <laughs> victory. Dom's laughing away. Celebrating victory at the Ryder Cup. Again, it's one of these photos that has not been touched. It's just old Rory before he became like chiseled Rory. And because he's kind of, you know, he's got his arms up, and so it makes him look all jowly and huge. Go ahead, Dominic. Yeah, that. well, Matt just explained the top left for those listening. That's Rory in hilarious fashion. And there's, there's like champagne in midair getting caught in the photo. <laughs> yeah, but it's better than Wee Woozy uh, in that right one. The top right is Captain Kevin Ian Woosman fired out the, uh, the Guinness from his nose like a dragon. So the top right is Kevin Na, and he's got... Like, just huge cheeks. <laughs> just, Matt, just too big, just giant. Yeah. Uh, bottom left, we got Ian Poulter, who honestly just looks like uh, a fatter version of Ian. I could see Ian Poulter looking like that in 10 years. And Bryson DeChambeau, they didn't change at all. <laughs> That's just the new Bryson. <laughs> in, the bottom, in the bottom right, it's just Bryson. It's, it's, it's uh, I don't know what you call him, jacked up Bryson? Yeah. I, I, don't know, I don't know what we call Bryson there. Big Bryson. Uh, the winner there is clearly Rory, though. <laughs> oh, that is classic. Yeah, it, the whole thing is classic because you could tell it was just a champagne-drenched, maddening celebration. So, so I you, see there's a couple more we can get to before we go. Because I yeah. know we, I, we, we actually have – there we go. Oh, my gosh. They fat-faced so, Dom. Yeah. Have you seen that before, Dom? Yeah. No, no. Andrew just put that together and showed the world. That's that fantastic. is the overall winner right there. You're huge. No, no, no. The winner, the real winner, is this one here. <laughs> <laughs> the picture Dom's talking about, if you're with us on the TV side, they did it to me. I don't even know. What uh, to say I can't about even that. explain that. No, it doesn't it's make any sense. It, it it's the grand champion. <laughs> anatomically, it doesn't make sense. All right. That's the beauty. No, wait a minute. Oh, oh. No, there we go. <laughs> You are all tired. <laughs> wow, Matt. You had one too many peanuts there. <laughs> you look like an elephant. <laughs> horrible, horrible. Okay. Things. For those listening on the app and on our, on our podcast on demand later in the day, whatever you're doing, okay? How, how far are we into the show are we? We are an hour. If you are listening to this, we are an hour and 17 minutes into the program. Go to YouTube. Go to Facebook. You don't even have to watch. We talked to Zach Johnson today. Great interview. Highly recommend it. Just go right past that. Just yeah. scoot right to an hour and 17 minutes, and you will see we the glory the show with that is that photograph of Matt looking <laughs> like some sort of a deranged, sick elephant. <laughs> Looks like a happy Fantastic. one, though, I'll tell you that. That should be, uh, 
Matt, I'm going to make some calls. That'll be the new photo for the logo of our app. Yes. <laughs> That's yes. the new branded fairway. ambassadorships image. I have, send that when they were like, hey, do you have any photos of them, you know, like hosting a show? Send them that one. See how it goes Yeah, that's over. perfect. Yeah, All right, that's, speaking that's about fantastic. seeing how it goes over it. this week, Rory McIlroy had a chance to address the media from the CJ Cup. He touched on a number of different subjects about the event itself, about going to Augusta in November, and he also spoke about Bryson in distance. Here's Rory addressing the press. Yeah, excited to be here. Uh, first time ever uh, at Shadow Creek. Uh, and, you know, I think everyone else that's probably come in here before me is, is probably singing its praises. It's, it's such a cool place. It's a great golf course. Um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't mind if we got to play a tour event here every year. So it's, uh, it's really cool. I'm excited to, you know, after three weeks off, excited to get back at it again. And, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful venue. And, um, you know, hopefully I can get out there and play some good golf. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure, I don't feel like I put a lot of pressure on myself that week. I think that's, that's perceived from the outside. Um, you know, obviously having a really good chance to win back in 2011 and, you know, not being able to win the tournament since then. Uh, and a lot of people say that the course is suited to my game and all that stuff. I think that's just perceived expectation from the outside rather than what I put on myself. Obviously, I want to go there and play well. And I know if I do play well, I you know I should have a decent chance. But um, you know I don't like I don't think having a daughter is going to change how I play. And, you know it might you know it might change my outlook if I have a bad day. And you know I know that I can go back and see my family, and that'll put a smile on my face. But um, I don't think it's going to make me play the tournament any differently. You know having having a daughter or not. I wouldn't say it's necessarily what I mean. I think length has always been an advantage in this game. You know, you go back to, you know, you go back to even the, you know, the '60s and the '70s, and you you look at what Jack did. Jack was, you know, one of the longest out there, and he he used that to his advantage. Uh, Tiger, when he came on the scene, you know, ha having length is is an advantage. Um, so, and I've always been pretty long, but. You know, I, I felt like there was room to, you know, I think what I want to do is is at least know that I have it if I need it. I'm not going to try to do it all the time. I'm not trying to get in my ball speed into the 190s every time I hit a driver. But at least I know that if I need to do it, I can do it. So, yeah, you know, for the last couple of weeks, I was working on some stuff. And um, I think as a golfer, you know, were so ingrained to, to, you know, trying to hit the ball where you're looking. And I think with, with, I think that's one of the great things that Bryson's done. Bryson, when he speed trains, he just hits the ball into a net. So it, he doesn't really know where it's going. He's just trying to move as fast as he can. And it's trying to get your body used to moving that way and sort of making the target irrelevant for a time being. And then, and then you can sort of try to bring it in from there. But I mean, I've, you know, from what I've done and what I've been trying, you know, sort of experimenting with the last couple of weeks, you know, that's the, you know, it's the fastest I've ever moved the club, the fastest my body's ever moved. Um, so yeah, you know, I think it's the, I think it's the way the game's going. I, I got sent a really good article, uh, last weekend. It was in the wall street journal, just about every single sport becoming, you know, faster, longer, stronger. Um, you know, and I don't think golf's any different. So, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to keep up with the way it's going. 
Rory McIlroy addressing the press, I thought it was interesting relative to the distance discussion that he said that he just wanted to know that he had it in the tank. So am I surprised that Rory McIlroy is working on more distance like everybody else? No, I'm not surprised at all. Hello to Steve Tebb, who wrote into us from London today, saying he's enjoying the show and really enjoyed the interview that we did with Zach Johnson. Glad that you are, my friend. Steve is uh, the you one that more comments? our other coverage of the right. open uh, for the world radio feed, which we cannot get, wait to get back with that family again. So, Dominic, you know that we're not going to be on the air tomorrow. Uh, so okay. I wanted to make sure everyone was up to speed on what we're going to do, when and where. And the guys wanted me to pull you in and have us go side by side because they're not done with showing us where we are now and apparently where we're going to be at the end of the pandemic. Oh, <laughs> uh, Tom, send them both their papers as quickly as possible, please. <laughs> All right. That, that picture of you, I'm sorry, that picture of you, that, that's fantastic. See, I'm worried about I'm, me. I'm obviously very ha happy. Because that's going to be me. I feel like that could be me in, in, you know, when I'm 60, that could be me. That's a little scary there. Well, if you keep eating those breakfast bars that you try to tell us all are, are full of health, maybe they are full of health. Also, that is going to be me still in the studio with the tiger picture behind me with my headset on fat. <laughs> the CJ Cup coverage today. You can catch PGA Tour live coming up at 1245. You can get rid of the fat pictures, Andrew. 12.45 p.m. That's this morning, or today. Full screen. Top <laughs> <laughs> just scream, full screen. And that will be the start time today through Sunday, 12.45 p.m. Remember, it's taking place out in Las Vegas. Coverage on Golf Channel, we will come on air at 5 p.m. Eastern time today, and that will be our start time throughout the coming days. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at 5 p.m. PGA Tour Radio, which you can hear on the PGA Tour app. You can hear it on PGATour.com, and you can hear it across North America in the paid satellite service, Sirius XM, from 2 p.m. Eastern time today. The Scottish Open is on Golf Channel right now. It will come back on the air again tomorrow at 7.30 a.m. The PGA Tour Champions Dominion Energy Championship will air from 2 p.m. Friday through Sunday. Thank you to Zach Johnson for joining us. Thank you to Andy Bossman for joining us today as well. It was a pleasure to spend this Thursday with you. Hope you guys have a great rest of the day today, tomorrow, and over the weekend. We'll be back with you again on Monday if we're spared. Until then, goodbye for now.